it's another episode of Sports Yak Podcast. Who types this stuff? Just run it, hit play, hear it, get it done with. I'm Jim Shorts. I'm an icon. The class of 2019 Indiana Sports Writer and Sportscasters Hall of Famer Chuck Freebie. And the other butt monkey. Who cares? Hit the subscribe button. I'd hate to miss a second of this junk. Sports Yak, the podcast. Now that's good. Now turn it off. film fans to a little episode of quality check podcast i'm one of your hosts daniel posey and joining me as always drew douglas you made me laugh i was a little short on that intro because we're trying to keep this episode short keep it tight and to the point because our last episode that runs in the same veins of this our pickums episode was 41 minutes technically by our standards it's short but it wasn't as short as I was expecting. I don't think that was our longest one, but we're already going to be longer because we're talking about this. About the length at of this moment. Going that long. Well, thanks for joining us, listeners out there. As we were teasing in that, this is our pop culture pick'em, specifically for the month of July. This is where Drew and I will talk about three things in the pop culture world coming out that we're excited about. We want to share that with you. We don't cover just movies for the pickums we've got some shows we got some music if you listen to june almost all of my picks were music or music related did you listen to that album by the way that from that band what band i guess either band oh i was trying to either get you the to black say keys them. or the rock and tours black keys it comes out the final friday of June. So it, technically, at recording this, I've, I'm not hurt. I've listened to one song and that's it. I was going to say, you, if you looked, you could find it. I could. I'm trying my best not to do that. And I was tempted to download it and I thought, I'm not even going to waste my time. Oh. The Rock on Tours album, I would say easily. Oh, no. The greatest album of the year. <laughs> I've listened to that and it's in the mail. I have two. CDs on the way. I thought about getting an album as well. I'd like to start collecting albums, but I, I haven't. I have you, a lot. Oh, you actually have hard, no, hard yes. copy albums? For a second there, I thought you were going to say the greatest album of all time. <laughs> Their last album was released 10 years ago. Rock on Tours was uh, Consolers of the Lonely. I still think that's their greatest album. That's hard in my opinion, for them to top that. It was so good because we get rock, we get a little folk, we get... I'm not a huge country guy, but if it's done right, I'm, I'm a huge fan of old country, if you will. If you work that in and it's appropriate, I dig it. I know Jack White's all about that, but I can talk all day about this. I, I really like it. So it's lived up to my expectation. Now, what else did you have? You had one more? I saw it yesterday, the movie yesterday. Oh, and I'm going to see that this weekend. Are you going to? I would love to, but I don't have any time picked out yet. So are you and Lexi, your girlfriend, going to see it? We are. I could see Lexi really liking it. My prediction is she'll like it more than you. I don't think so. I like Richard Curtis. Yeah, Richard, good old dick, is good at writing. <laughs> 
But DC, yeah, he is. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of of Richard, and we've talked about this before. And Boyle, give me some Boyle, baby. Danny so Boyle, Boyle, the director. Boyle in the news for two things. He says Alex Garland has an idea for a 28 Days Later sequel. Oh. So I, the third one, that's in the works. And then... 28 months. He's apparently... I don't know if he's working on it, but they're working on a prequel to The Beach, oh. which is based off the Alex Garland novel, which is my favorite book of all time. Now, they were talking about releasing that as a TV show, right? The Beach is a show? And they were talking about remaking it into a new movie. Hmm. Because the 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 DiCaprio one is not very good, which it's a shame. I still kind of like that one. That's still in my top five of Boyle movies. I even though it's it's not a good adaptation, and as a movie, it's not that good either. I don't think, but I admire it for several reasons. I've really wanted to return to that and watch it recently. Don't really understand why, but there's just that urge to it's return to it. Summer, we're in the beach mode, like Give me the be, beach like mode. an actual beach. I'm feeling it. Beach bump, baby. Give me it again. Ooh, love it. I can't wait to return to that. So my three, Rock on Tours, their album, loves it. Black Keys, yet to rate it. Also yesterday, you... What did I do? I had Iron and Wine in Calexico. Mm-hmm. That was your number one. Which I like a lot. It's it's Is interesting. It it's, um, it's eight songs, and I've told you, I spent the last episode, or the last Pick'em's podcast, railing on long albums... Define. This is this is eight songs. It's like thirty minutes, and it leaves me wanting more. Huh. So I guess that's a good thing, though I feel underwhelmed in that regard. What else did I pick? Let me go back because I can't remember. It's not a good sign if I can't remember. Yeah, that's kind of scary. I I remember mine from the start. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to talk to you about these, especially your favorite band, The Rock on Tours. I oh I, I picked a movie, and that movie was. I, I honestly can't remember. I can't find it. I was looking on here I had, because, because I go, we don't, we we have to pick a movie. Yeah, I'm not seeing it. Well, we're not going to spend any more time on it, so <laughs> let's go. Let's move on. I apparently, honestly can't remember. Apparently, June was not not too great with pickums. Are you more excited about July with your picks? Yes, well, I think there's at least three movies that are going to resuscitate the box office. It's going to rejuvenate the summer season. I have chosen two of them. I'm leaving one mm. off the table because I'm pretty sure you're going to pick it. Oh. And to kind of make it a little different, I, I didn't put it on here, but it would probably be ahead of one movie. I'm, I'm expecting one overlap in our picks. Let's get into it. Okay. Let's start from the bottom for July Pickums. I'll let you go first. What's your number three? My number three. As you open the envelope. One word, Mysterio. Two words, Jake Gyllenhaal. JG. Spider-Man Far From Home. Okay. I'm going to call it a little palate cleanser. So far, good from reviews. From the heavy Avengers Endgame. I, I've never felt this way before about how much I just want to read spoilers going into a movie. And I have been tempted to read the end credit spoilers ahead of seeing it. I can't. I can't do it to myself. But I, for some reason, have that urge. My, I really think that the number one reason for me and the hype train for Spidey is Gyllenhaal. Although I'm excited to see how they follow up Endgame and what's this big mystery in which they push out of 
the MCU Phase 3 and into Phase 4. I will say, though, that this is the movie that wasn't originally on my list. You added so this? let's enjoy this. Yeah, yeah. Last minute. Last minute. Like today? Mm-hmm, yeah. Wow. Because I completely forgot about one movie, and I was like, it's going to be on your list. I can't take it. Oh. Well, my number three is a TV show. Oh. The top two are movies. Woo. No music this time. I don't, I don't either. I d- didn't see anything really that I liked. I'm not so sure about number three. I can't decide. So I, I went ahead and put it on my list. It comes out on Friday, July 26th. The what? end. Yeah, the very end of July. Well, I have a TV show coming out that day. What, what's yours? The Boys. Oh, Carl Urban, though. Yeah, Carl Urban. He looks with awesome in this. A baby with laser eyes. This is basically a TV show based on superheroes in which they do things that blur the lines of good and bad. It looks like there is a mix of both, but they kind of live in this world of gray and they don't really feel like they're the good superheroes. They don't really know what to do. There's no rule book on being a good superhero. And it looks like Carl Urban plays almost like this Nick Fury, maybe, who's rounding up these superheroes. I can't tell from a lot of the trailers for this. It's based off a graphic novel, which I have not read, but I know it's very adult. And, well, all the trailers are graphic in nature of violence and and uh, what i was talking about carl urban holding up this baby with the laser eyes you literally see it shoot people's heads off and stuff like that it looks it looks super violent and also the language definitely not kid friendly is amazon this is an amazon show Are are they dropping this all at once yeah this could be something i'm into it could be something where after an episode or two, I'm like, I get it. Now, did you watch The Umbrella Academy on Netflix? No, I never did. I don't really watch anything on Netflix. I started that show, got two or three episodes in, liked it, but I just haven't continued it. My problem is either show hooks me and I can't stop watching or I fade out quickly. Don't know a lot about it, but I'm ready for it. End of July. What's your number two? This is when I think we have a little overlap. Midsummer. That is my number two as well. I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now, because you know. We only do this every 90 years. I was most excited for you to come. Which is crazy because this would normally be number one. I think this is maybe my most anticipated movie of the year. I'm surprised it's not your number one. I got something else, baby. Not much more I can say other than I am super excited and I can't wait for some daytime horror. Now that looks awesome. And I know Jordan Peele keeps raving about the ending to this movie and it having a third act that is completely bonkers. Does that make you more interested? It, nothing could make me more interested. I'm already at the peakest of peaks. Let me ask you. Do Hit you me. think Ari yep. is the the director to keep your eyes on for the next few years? Maybe, but he's hereditary was so divisive that I don't think you can say that. 
comparing Hereditary and I don't know if this is going to be fair since it's one for one, one movie, Hereditary and Get Out. Who would you be more interested in following, Jordan Peele or Ari? Ari. I think Jordan Peele has the better commercial appeal. Um, there's something about what Astor does that I like a lot. He He's a gutsy filmmaker, I feel. And that's where with Hereditary, he went out on a limb and I think it snapped and a lot of people did not like it. I mean, just walking out of that movie, I was stunned by what I had seen and I loved it. But there were so many people saying that it was the worst horror movie that they have ever seen. And, and then, I just wanted to start a brawl. <laughs> as soon as I got out of that movie, I liked, I actually really liked it. And it's just such a strange movie because I almost borderline loved it. Especially because I got home, I couldn't sleep for an hour after watching it. It really messed with me. But I like, it's It's along the lines of The Witch where... Kind of at the time when I watched it, it was scary, but it didn't scare me. And then afterwards is when it hit me, was mm -hmm. when I was alone. Unnerving. And then I thought about it more, and it freaked me out. That's what I'm hoping for with this. But it's divisive, and at this point, I'm not even going to defend it. You either get it or you don't with Hereditary, and I think this is going to be the same thing. I agree. I just don't, if you don't like horror movies, don't sit and complain about this movie because it's it's not your cup of tea. Two and a half hours, baby. I can't. Oh, I'm excited. I wish it was a full three hours. I'm ready for that. July is the month of, let's say, epics because we have another movie that is borderline three hours that I cannot wait to sit in the theater for. And that's going to be your number one. It's not my number one. It's the one that I left off, but I think it's your number one. I don't know. <laughs> You want me to do my number one? Yeah, do your number one. So that number, way we can draw out the anticipation. Number one is a TV show. I mentioned this before. It's called Veronica Mars. Mm -hmm. Returning to Hulu for season four. Cannot wait. Now that's the final Friday of the month, July 26th? Yeah, July 26th. I don't know. I think, I think they do it week by week. So I don't get this all at once, but it's eight episodes. It takes place five years after the movie, which was came out in 2014. And I don't know if you watched this. I don't think you did. The original series ran from 2004 to 2007. I've not seen it. And basically, this one is about a serial killer who is targeting spring breakers. If you haven't seen it and you have Hulu, starting July 1st, all three seasons of the original show are back. And the or movie. Or not are back on there, but are on there. The movie, I don't think the movie is, but that's easy to find. I think it's on like Cinemax right now. And I'm sure it's probably really cheap at this point to buy. Is that is Veronica Mars in your top five favorite shows of the last 10 years? I mean, it wouldn't be in the last 10 years because it was last on the air in 2007. Or, so, yeah, I would say of the 2000s, maybe. It, it's, it's one of my favorites of the 2000s, sure. Hmm. Where it fits, I don't know. I'm really curious about the show, but I need to give it a try. Give it a shot. The director of my most anticipated film... And pick for the month of July, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The movie that I totally forgot about and you sent me the newest trailer and I was like, oh my gosh, that comes out this month. We've got one month before it's released, more or less. It's the end of July, the final Friday, whenever the official release date uh, for that film is. And did you, so you didn't have that on your list. Were you thinking about putting it on your list? That might have been number one, actually. Hmm. That and Midsummer are, 
It's the only movie I think that can kind of edge out Midsummer as the most anticipated. Now, it's kind of taken hold of my heart. Just because of the trailer? The yes, last trailer? Lo- I just think it looks incredible. The, I think there's a lot of appeal here. We not only have the stacked cast, but the story has been so secretive. And I know Quentin Tarantino was so adamant about this film premiering at Cannes and him telling critics and those who saw for the first time there, please, please, please do not spoil this movie for others. It's basically like Feige taking that stance on Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, where it's like, don't ruin this for other fans. QT is saying the same thing. I'm really curious about this, but I'm now entered into the media blackout, if you will, where I'm not watching or listening to anything else except for the new trailer, which really is nothing new. It's just a recut of this, the extended trailer. So the new trailer is like a minute and a half, and they just cut it down to that and sped up some scenes. And they may have sprinkled in one or two lines from actors, and that's it. We don't really know a whole lot more, but I do think this film the third act that everyone's talking about is just going to be a complete Quentin Tarantino violent rage fest. I, I'm, I'm predicting that. And it will involve the Manson family. I just don't know what can be spoiled. I, I really wonder if he's brought in all these actors and actresses and I just assume, he kills I hear them all that off. And I assume there's going to be a twist. It's got to be. I also wonder if he's going to connect all of his films because they've all... I know this is one thing that I keep reading more about. And as we've talked about off the show, this kind of presence of Quentin Tarantino being so enamored by just his style and, and what he goes for. But a lot of critics and people, film students rather, breaking down his films are saying that, you know, they all share this universe I wonder if they're going to connect a few of the films or maybe all of them. Who knows? Mm. Because this is, after all, his ninth and penultimate film before he retires. I don't believe that for a second. So his last film could possibly be Star Trek. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Would you be okay with that? I want to see what he does with Star Trek if it involves the original, not the original, but this latest cast. And... It's an R-rated and film. And it's R-rated. It makes, I don't know if we need that. I don't think, here's the thing. I don't think he'll really, how can I say it, saturate it with his language. But I do think it'll be more violent, for sure. I think that it will allow what happens to a character to be very consequential. Which you can still do with a PG-13 or lower rating. But I think it will have the typical... Quentin Tarantino flair. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it because we haven't seen him do sci-fi yet. I would be interested to see QT in space, but to be honest, I would like to see him with an original film. I, I just like it whenever Quentin does an original property, and it's something that we haven't seen before. I want to see him in space, and I want to see what he does with Star Trek. Imagine that is how you go out. I don't buy for a second, though, because his reasoning is... These great filmmakers, the end of their career, always there's a decline and you spot 
the bad movies, you know, if he does 17 movies, you can say, oh, well, these four were not good. Yeah. And he brings up Death Proof for his own filmography. and said, But his logic is, if that's the movie you bring out, I did a pretty good job. Because mm. I still think that one is successful. I also wonder if he is waiting for Kill Bill Volume 3, which is going to be the little girl of Vivica Fox's character all grown up. And I am curious because he's went on record that he's waited for that girl to grow up. So he's basically pulling a link later with boyhood. What if his final movie is a remake of Reservoir Dogs? <laughs> you know, at this point, I want to be surprised. Quentin has a lot of really fun things up his sleeves. I think love him or hate him. I will say that he's got a style that is very recognizable. But at the same time, there are... It, you know, I, I definitely understand where people say I can't take his films because it's too violent, it's too over the top or whatever. Uh, I do think that he's a very intelligent filmmaker and he knows what he's doing. I just find a lot of his work to be so, so interesting, but that's my number one. I honestly, leading up to this film, did not think I would ever put it at an top list of mine but it's I'm just weird because excited. i feel like i'm more hyped for this than you are i you probably are and i'm excited but i am reserved because i remember hateful eight whenever it came out mm. was not that excited but as it got close i got very very excited and that, same right? way with Django. and i remember both of those i thought yeah they were good but i wouldn't for both of those it it's not like i would put them at the top of the list of like you know, movies, favorite movies of mine. But I, I enjoyed them enough that every once in a while, I'm like, let me go back and rewatch it. And recently I did that probably a year ago on a plane ride. I downloaded The Hateful Eight and watched it on my phone. I know Quentin Tarantino. You know, <laughs> he would hate that. He, he wanted to strangle me, but that's the only way I could watch it. And I just love that. I was sitting next to... He this, watched it on his old Nokia. Yeah, my... Uh, the passenger next to me, a mother, was really mad I was watching that. Um, I am rewatching all of his movies. Are you going to leading up to this? I'd like to. I'd really like to because all I've seen all of his movies. Uh, True Romance is another example I was going to bring up. He may just write the Star Trek and leave it at that because he wrote True Romance and he didn't direct it. And that does not count as his 10th film. Though I feel like he, in this latest interview, he implied that he was directing it. Anything that he releases, I'll see it. I do think he is a filmmaker that appreciates the art of filmmaking and also the joy of it. I respect the idea that you want your your um, legacy, your body of work, to be your legacy. But um, don't stop at 10. I just don't believe that it will stop at 10. It'll be interesting. I think he may end up helping out like Robert Rodriguez and other directors and doing, was it Table 4 or Table for 4, something like that. We're both excited for it. We're also excited for our upcoming full-length episodes in which we'll do Spider-Man Far From Home and we'll also do Far From Home, The Adventures of Yellow Dog. Uh, do you have that movie yet? Not yet. Another episode is going to be Midsummer, and then the 
film or short film that we'll do along with that is the uh, Ari's uh, short film that's online. <laughs> nope. About uh, Father. Which son. one? He's done like oh, not that one. No. Yeah. Something. Something said with the Johnsons or I don't know. That was his first short film. The one that put him on the map. Somehow. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, film fans. That's going to do it for this episode of Quality Check Podcast. Don't forget that you can rate us and subscribe so that you know when a new episode drops into your podcast player. You can also follow us on Twitter at Quality Check Pod, Instagram at Quality Check Podcast, or shoot us an email qualitycheckpodcast at gmail.com. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.